0: I'm Quinn Lundquist.
1: Hi, I'm Lindsay Grove.
0: Welcome to Viral.
1: This is the show where two public health nerds, obviously the both of us, talk about the history of plagues, disease outbreaks, and the people who work behind the scenes to keep us safe and healthy.
0: Who are you calling a nerd? Both of us. Yeah, you're right. Welcome to day two of National Public Health Week.
1: So what's our theme today, Quinn?
0: Communicable Diseases! Ooh! This is what most people think about when they think of old-school public health.
1: We're gonna learn communicable diseases today!
0: That's a good 1940s radio announcer voice. Thank you. Today, we're gonna hear about communicable diseases!
1: And the Great
0: War! (laughs) So, if there's a front line in the fight against communicable disease... It is being manned, or womaned, nice, personed, by your local, state, and federal public health officials. They are the professionals who monitor our environments for dangerous viruses and bacteria, investigate and contain disease outbreaks, and administer key education and immunization programs. Public health workers are also our first responders Protecting us from emerging communicable disease threats like Zika, Ebola, and pandemic flu.
1: Yikes. You guys, seriously, this is really scary, guys.
0: Yep. Today, I am going to talk to you about one of the greatest achievements. One of the greatest achievements in the history of public health.
1: Oh my gosh, tell me more.
0: The complete eradication of a disease so nasty, so deadly we decided as a people that it was worth getting over our petty differences to see it wiped off the face of the earth. Was it war? Smallpox.
1: Oh, I guess that's okay, too.
0: Yeah. The origin of smallpox is unknown. Hmm. Smallpox is thought to have dated back to, at least we have evidence of, in the Egyptian Empire around the 3rd century BCE. That is over 2,000 years ago based on smallpox-like rashes found on three mummies. Ew. I know. Smallpox was a devastating disease. On average, three out of every ten people who got it died. Whoa. Those who survived were usually left with horrible scars, which were sometimes very severe. One of the first methods for controlling the spread of smallpox was the use of Variolation.
1: Ooh.
0: Named after the virus that causes smallpox, variola virus, variolation is the process by which material from smallpox sores, pustules, was given to people who had never had smallpox.
1: Oh, my gosh. You
0: see a nice pustule and you're like, give me some of that. Can I just, can I just touch it? No, don't touch it. This was done either by scratching the material into the arm or inhaling it through the nose.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Woo. Yep. With both types of variolation, people usually went on to develop the symptoms associated with smallpox, like fever and rash, but these symptoms were much less severe. However, fewer people died from variolation than if they had actually acquired the smallpox naturally. The basis for vaccination began in 1796 when an English doctor named Edward Jenner Jenner observed that milkmaids who had gotten cowpox did not show any symptoms of smallpox. Now, this is my favorite part. The first experiment to test this theory involved milkmaid Sarah Nelms and James Phipps, the nine-year-old son of Jenner's gardener.
1: Let's just use our friends as experiments.
0: Hey, <laughs> kid, kid, come here. I, yeah, you want some? You want a lollipop or something? Here, let me wipe this stuff on let you. Let me wipe with. this pustule on you. <laughs> uh, Dr. Jenner took material from a cowpox sore on Nelms' hand and inoculated it into Phipps' arm. Months later, Jenner exposed Phipps a number of times to the actual variola virus, but Phipps never developed smallpox.
1: Let's just say the Belmont report had not come out at this point.
0: <laughs> so like,
1: Ethics was real like, fluid.
0: I mean, if this works, it's great. If not, it's I just, just the killed gar- a kid.
1: You know what? It's just the gardener's kid.
0: It's just the gardener's kid. Sad. The, it, Dr. Jenner is glad. Uh, he must be happy that it worked out out for him because if not he would have been just a straight up murderer (laughs) in like a gross way
1: oh how did he die oh i just rubbed some pus into the
0: into a sore on the kid's arm oh dude that's gross um yeah so let's skip ahead to 1959 when the world health organization initiated a plan to rid the world of smallpox unfortunately This global eradication campaign suffered from a lack of funds, personnel, and commitment from other countries. Does that sound familiar? sounds,
1: Sounds familiar and sounds like there's a high likelihood of success. Yeah.
0: As well as a shortage of vaccine donations. Oh, great. Despite their best efforts, smallpox was still widespread in 1966, causing regular outbreaks in multiple countries across South America, Africa, and Asia. Now, people our age... We live in a world, a post-smallpox world, and we forget that it was still going on in our parents' generation. By the time the intensified eradication program began in 1967, smallpox had already been eliminated in North America, 1952, and Europe, 1953, leaving South America, Asia, and Africa. It was luckily never really widespread in australia which i guess they just got off lucky being a giant island in the middle of nowhere with like uh, four foot tall spiders and stuff that small even the smallpox was like you nope. know
1: what i nope i'm not coming here like
0: crocodiles spiders those you, giant crabs that are like oh crawling up the side of mail mailboxes like, and things
1: y'all get snakes in your toilets i think i'm good
0: yeah yep. they got other things to worry about in australia The program made steady progress toward ridding the world of this disease, and by 1971, smallpox was eradicated from South America, followed by Asia in 1975, and finally Africa in 1977.
1: Good job, world. I know. So in
0: 1966, the World Health Assembly requested the director general of WHO to initiate this action to carry out the worldwide smallpox eradication program. Um and in in 1980, the 33rd World Health Assembly um, basically decided, you know, declared that smallpox had been eradicated worldwide and that the return of the virus wasn't likely. Smallpox, which is amazing, yeah. Uh, eradication. This was accomplished with a combination of focused surveillance by quickly identifying new smallpox cases, and this helped by. The fact that you could literally see it, Mm -hmm. whereas some other infections like HIV can sometimes lie dormant for a Mm -hmm. while. You don't know if the person has uh, contracted it. And they also use this thing called ring vaccination. Ring vaccination meant that anyone who might have been exposed to a smallpox patient was tracked down and vaccinated using air circles, making an actual ring um, as quickly as possible.
1: Thank you for that. You're welcome
0: effectively corralling the disease and preventing its further spread. So, the last case of wild smallpox occurred in Somalia in 1977. Um, Now, why was smallpox such a good candidate for eradication, except for it just, other, other than it just being a gross, terrible, deadly disease? Well, first, like I said, it was highly visible. Smallpox patients develop a rash, and it's easily recognizable when you're, like, covered in pustules. Ew. That's one. Um, also, the time from exposure to initial appearance of symptoms is pretty short. So the disease usually can't spread very far before it's noticed. You'd be like, yo, Greg over there has got a bunch of pustules. Oh, that sucks. Anybody talk to Greg lately? Yeah, I saw him yesterday at brunch. Go away, Tony. Tony Leave us alone. get
1: yourself vaccinated. Yeah. Gosh,
0: Tony, um, also, they found of uh, people living in outlying areas, uh villages where no one spoke the native language by basically showing a picture of a person with a rash nice. and asking anyone to point them out. They'd be like, "Oh, yeah, Tony over there
1: <laughs> Tony got he was <laughs> hanging out with some guys.
0: Second, only humans can transmit and catch smallpox. Some diseases have an animal reservoir, like um, yellow fever, meaning they can infect other species, the mosquitoes and other things, before, uh, besides humans. Smallpox, however, can only infect humans. So basically, aside from the human population, it has nowhere to hide. You get it all out of the humans, you get rid of it forever. Um, Janet Parker was the last person to die of smallpox that we know of. It was 1978, and Parker was a medical photographer at the Birmingham oh, University Medical really School. Said. I know, in England, and worked one floor above the no. medical microbiology department where smallpox research was being conducted. She became ill on August 11th and developed a rash on August 15th, but was not diagnosed until nine days later. She died on September 11th, 1978. Her mother, who was providing care for her, developed smallpox on September 7th, despite having been vaccinated on August 24th. An investigation performed afterwards suggested that Janet Parker had been infected either via an airborne route through the medical school's duct system— or by direct contact while visiting the microbiology corridor one floor above. Oh,
1: man. Probably just, like,
0: going up there to get her lunch or something yeah. and get smallpox.
1: And that's why oh, that's we rough. have really good ventilation systems now oh, we work with viruses man. and bacteria. And, she,
0: like, 1978, that's, like, the last, Yeah. not even, like, the last quarter mile of the marathon yeah. to end That's
1: like when you're getting a bagel at the end and you're like, man, I and did it.
0: then, nope. No, no you didn't. You didn't. Or, like, um, at the end of the Civil War, after the courthouse at Appomattox, the treaty was signed and the war was officially over, there were, like, two more battles in the South because the word hadn't spread yet. So, like, people literally fought and died for a war that had already been decided.
1: Or if you got, like— Wounded. Like, imagine getting wounded in one of those battles and then dying from your wounds from a battle that should have never, like...
0: Yep. Man. So, that sucks. But, we can talk about the good things. Like, um, following the eradication of smallpox, scientists and public health officials determined there was still a need to perform research using the virus. And there was a lot of discussion about... Should we destroy all of these samples? Or if we destroy all of the samples, what if we missed some and then it starts popping up somewhere?
1: Yeah. there's this
0: whole oh, ethical debate. Yep. yep, yep, yep. However, now there are only two locations in the world that we know of I was just gonna, where variola just virus is officially stored and handled under WHO supervision. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta and the state research center of virology and biotechnology in koltsovo russia
1: um and also let's just, i would like to point out it's called the vector institute which, is which pretty great. which that is the most james bond villain sort of like stuff i've ever heard
0: can kind of picture putin in there with like a vial let me like,
1: see that's a little vial oh is this a small It
0: would be terrible if something happened to your family
1: oh oops i dropped vial
0: <laughs> Vile.
1: Oh wait, now I'm infected. Sis. <laughs> That's like a kind of clumsy Putin.
0: Yeah, you're you're leaning more into like the Natasha boorish In- and Nos- <laughs> Natasha from Rocky and Bullwinkle, <laughs> sort of the old clumsy racist. Oh, Cold I, War oh boy. Oops. Oops. No, it's okay. Well, racism is okay. Racism. I want to be clear <laughs> on this podcast. Is. I am saying it. And I'm not afraid to say it. Racism is not okay.
1: I would also like the record to show that... You're taking a at, side on this one. At, 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 at any point, like, you should never be afraid to say that racism is, racism is not okay, because it's never been okay on this podcast, and I feel like that was either implied or established at I
0: some point. I saw a tweet yesterday that was like, uh, I think it was Ari Shapiro from NPR, he was like, um, I saw that there was an anti-Semitism march happening in, in France, and I couldn't decide. I didn't know if it was for or against, and that's the time that we're living in now.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. I was like,
0: oh, oh no. Bad. Oh. Well, before we go, I just want to mention one person who made a lot of this possible. Donald Ainsley. Henderson, also more commonly referred to as D.A. Henderson. He pioneered improved methods for disease control that emphasized better reporting of infectious diseases so that control measures could begin sooner to control smallpox. This strategy was crucial for the eradication, and you should read the book that he wrote because it's very good.
1: And also, like, if it's any... Indicator of how much of a badass he is. He goes by DA.
0: I know. That's pretty great. So I, I'm I'm happy to say that we avenged you, Pharaoh Ramesses, and your other mummy friends from smallpox.
1: They're probably still gonna like have those mummy like curses and that
0: sort of thing, because that's just how that stuff works. But we kinda got grandfathered into the curses, the I mummy guess. curse.
1: Yeah, just a little bit. So uh, is that gonna be a wrap.
0: Oh, movies!
1: No. Oh boy, didn't. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm goodbye to all of our listeners who are now uh, canceling their subscription to. <laughs> So, for those of you that are left who really love puns, check out our website at www.viral-pod.com for more information, to sign up for email alerts, and to get in contact with us. Yes, we actually answer emails, like Quinn and I. We don't have, like, an intern or anything. Yeah, no, we don't. It's like we're real people.
0: Yeah, we're here.
1: Also, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We read those. we, We do, we do, and... I cry a little bit every time we get an email because it's like, oh, my God, people listen. Uh, And also, another way you can let us know that you listen is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever people review podcasts. We really would love to hear from you. If you have a suggestion for a future topic, let us know using the email form on our site.
0: Well, I'm Quinn Lundquist.
1: And I'm Lindsay Grove. As always. Don't forget to wash your hands.
0: See you tomorrow for day three of National Public Health Week, where we will talk about environmental health. Nice.